millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bing bong, bing bing bong. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe we'd never missed a week. We oh my gosh. Not to. I'm so sorry, everyone. We missed a week. We've had some real sicknesses in this old household over here. Was it, no, I wouldn't have it any other way. No. Do you know what? We had the old gastro bug. I won't go into details because no one needs to see that. Mm-hmm. In a podcast. However, I will just say it's the worst. At least it was brief, but we all got it on different days. It was so bad. It was so bad. Mm. And I just felt like a tiny child. You know, and like I just, there was a point where I said to James, if this is it, if I'm gonna die, I love you. The all our details are here. Because I, like, I just was staring into a plastic bucket and it was it was not pretty. Yeah, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, look, I gotta edit some um some audio for <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. It's kind of, we're doing a video on it. So I don't, I don't have time. If you've got anything you want to say to me, can you write it down? Because I really got to get this over to, to Ben and Lawrence. <laughs> that was so funny. I was like shivering at a blanket over me. And at one point I'm just like, oh, James, thank you so much for being here. And you're like, what am I going to do? Not be here. Yeah, imagine if I was like, like <laughs> yeah, good luck. See you later. It was terrible though because it all happened in delay so we could kind of mm. see the symptoms coming it's at true. us. It was not We have fun. different strategies of being sick. Mine's like, leave me alone. You're like a sick dog that crawls under a house. Yeah. And I'm very much like, everyone, be sorry for me and bring me warm things and can you have my heat back and I don't know what I'm going to do. Anyway, both both strategies get you through. Whatever gets you through, mate. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely right. And have we got some things that we've been watching to get us through, Claire? Because I've just put up my list. A thousand percent. I've watched a couple of of little fun things. Well, me too. I've been watching a few fun things. What do you got? And doing a fun thing. Do you want to go first? Not of mine. You go first. Oh, all right. Okay. So my first one is Anatomy of a Scandal. Oh, I saw this. Very British. Yes. So it's on Netflix. It is British. It's starring one Sienna Miller. Yes. She's excellent in this. I feel like, so it's basically exactly what you would think. It's set in London. There's an MP who is married to Sienna Miller and he, it appears, has an affair with one of his staffers. And event, and on the surface it seems like, is it just an affair? And he has to kind of tell her in the first episode and it's this like big bombshell because they're obviously, you know, from very high society and, you know, chuffing around. They have two little kids and they live in this incredible like kind of brownstone thing. Oh, oh yeah. Anyway, amazing. Costume are getting me through. It got me through my illness, the costumes in this. They are just absolutely stunning. And Sienna Miller is just perfection. Her hair alone, amazing. Anyway, let's get back to the actual crux of the drama. And so it appears it's a, it's an affair, but then quickly it appears then later that sh- that um, his staff is accusing him of sexual assault. Oh, okay. Yes, in an elevator. And it's a very much... There's only two of them in the room, so no one else is really witness to it. Yep, yep. And so he's denying Which is the often whole how thing. these things go. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. It's look, I really enjoyed it for lots of different reasons. One, because I thought it did a really good job of the courtroom and the like the head lawyer as well is really excellent. She is from Downton Abbey and I've just forgotten her name. Oh no. Uh, her name is Michelle Doc. 
Dockery. No. Is that correct? Michelle Dockery, yeah. She's the brunette. Yeah, yeah, yeah Michelle yeah. Dockery. Yes, correct. So um, she's so good in this. And the, um, it's Rupert Friend is the guy, is that right? Yes, correct. This is Rupert Friend. Oh, oh gosh. That's right. He's slightly more handsome. In the uh, in, in there in that photo of yes. him being bald and alien, he's what's in, that from? He's in the new Obi Wan series that's coming oh, up, which I know you're excited God, for. God, no, I've really become anti. Like I used to just be like, "Oh, this is a lovely thing," and now I like viscerally refuse to watch any of it. I don't know what's happening in my but since lockdown. I had to just talk about superheroes and Star Wars incessantly. <laughs> well, now, actually, it's uh, because I know people love a trailer reaction. This week yes. we've got a brand new trailer for you to react oh, to at the end. God. <laughs> I'm very Is that why ex- you're so excited? You're like I'm rubbing your hands excited. in glee you're like a little man who's got some butter and pancakes. That's right. <laughs> and I rub them together in my hands. In your hot little hands. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so back to Sienna Miller. So, yeah, so it's basically a courtroom drama and also a look at how their lives kind of... Is it based on anybody in particular? Because I know there are a few um, British MP scandals. It's not exclusive to... To England, but yeah, there's yeah. definitely it's not any one specific one, yeah, but there's very clear references, and I won't spoil it. However, I will say that there's a lot of commentary around when you are wealthy and well connected, yep. everyone covers up for you, and I would dare I say it when you are of a male gender and white and straight and in a powerful position, it's clear that the PM at the time is also friends, very old school chums. Yeah, they all so went to the same Oxford or correct. something. Yeah, exactly. And they were all part of a, is it a sorority? Whatever it's called, a boys club a back fraternity. in college. Fraternity. Or whatever yeah. it is it's called. Yeah, and they, all, they have anyway. kind of, you know, those slogans. And anyway, so there's a few scandals that happened in their past, which means that the PM owes this MP. Right. And so it's clear... It's just very pointed and kind of really depressing in a way about how when you are wealthy and powerful, people will just allow you things. And there's a lot of commentary. There's a beautiful scene between his mother and Sienna Miller's character, his wife, Mm. where his mother talks about how she used to encourage him or at least let him lie and cheat in board games because it appears that, you know, he one of the reasons he's a very good politician is he's a very good liar and he's very good at kind of bending the truth to suit his own ends. And you sort of aren't sure by the end of it whether he thinks that he did assault her or not. Are you giving away the ending here? No, I'm not. No, 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 no. No, I'm just saying, and I'm not going to give any more spoilers about the chorus scene, but I just will say that it's clear through, they kind of make the point that it's sort of ambiguous Mm. as to whether he thinks he did it or not. Well, I guess also. However, it is very clear that he did do it, I think. Okay. Completely. But no spoilers, obviously, from what you've said. But uh, (laughs) I think that's the narrative often like people who are villains. Like in like real life villains, yeah. you have to tell yourself certain things to kind of because you can't walk mm. around being like, "Oh no, I'm I'm the bad guy." You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody wants to think that of no. themselves. And also, I think there's something about privilege, right? And how yeah. when you're a very handsome, athletic person, man, when you're let's trying say, to track down Obi Wan Kenobi, you think correct. That you're right. Yeah, exactly. No, but you know, when you're a very handsome, attractive, intelligent man who's been gifted a lot of things in life, lucked out yeah. in a lot of different ways, there's a line that he says to his kids all the time, which is, you know, our family always comes out on top, basically. Right, yeah. And and realistically in life, those wealthy, powerful people tend to, which is what is so depressing yep, about the just gets system. replaced by someone who's... Yeah, and they the all same. kind of cover up from them. It's happened in our country, particularly in politics, They all, but everywhere really. Yeah. Boys will be boys. They cover up for each other and then they disappear for a bit and come back and everything's fine. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the 
That I think is the commentary in this. But also, aside from all of that, I also just really love the sets and costumes. Look, the script isn't incredible, but it's just a really kind of beautiful world to live in where everyone's dressed in like incredibly tailored, beautiful jackets and chic shirts and everyone's hair's glamorous and they're all drinking scotch and, you know, strolling around the wealthy like halls. The funny thing about like a lot of politicians, and this is true in Australia and I know it's true in England as well, a lot of these fucking toffs or whatever, Mm. they're just buffoons. Like you you catch them like in a private conversation or things yeah. that they've done in the past. They're just a bunch of fucking knuckleheads with like with like nice yeah. clothes, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and who've gone to they've the right schools. Just been handed a bunch of stuff, yeah. Yeah, they've gone to the right schools. They've ha- they've got the right accent. Yeah. They can be quite intelligent. Of course, but, yeah. But you're right, because that no one's ever had to say no to them, mm. you know, exactly right. They're, they're, they're so unaware of their own privilege. I used to work with a guy like that who was so unaware of his I own privilege. I remember that guy. And the things that he would say to women in particular – was so shockingly unaware, you know. It wasn't even like some of it was malicious, but some of it was just he he literally had no idea that what he yep. said was in any way problematic, you know, when it was hugely problematic. No one had just pulled it up. I just want to clarify it. as well that as soon yeah. as I met that guy, I'm like, this is a terrible person <laughs> <laughs> from what I remember, from uh, what I recall, look, Claire. He, just, he had, came from a very privileged background. and Yeah, I hope um, he's all right. He is. He, yeah, he definitely yeah, but is. and that's exactly <laughs> the thing. There were some things that went down and he's still completely fine. And yep. and that, you know, there's I, could go, I can't really go into more detail than that other than to say that I, this rings very true to me, this show. Well, okay. I'm going to name him. I'm going to say this person's name. <laughs> I can't even remember his no. name, to be honest. Anyway. But, you know, right. it's, it's just a real narrative about that. But also if you just really enjoy Sienna Miller, actually there's one other fact I thought was quite interesting about this show. Okay. In real life, Sienna Miller was the victim of a massive cheating scandal. With Jude Law? Yes, correct. Yeah. That yeah. was like the mid-2000s? Yeah, maybe? it was. Yeah. And it really affected her career hugely. Yeah. Her career took a massive nosedive She had to be that. in G.I. Joe after that. Ugh, awful. <laughs> well, she's a really excellent actress. I agree. And – and it's just really interesting to me that this role, I don't know, it just parallels. It wasn't, you know, Jude Law wasn't an MP, but he was an incredibly high profile. They're one of the it yeah. couples. And sh- somehow she was affected much worse than he was. Oh, wait, so he her. cheated on her. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. I thought so she wasn't. Yeah, so they married and then he cheated. I thought yeah. that he was married to somebody else. No, 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 yeah, no, okay, no, no. Yeah, they yeah. were together. They were a really high-profile couple yeah, no, and then I, he cheated you know, on her and yeah. it affected her career, which I guess is a sign of the times, right? Yeah. At that time, people kind of saw him as a bad boy, I guess, in some ways. Mm, and people love Jude Law now because he's <laughs> Dumbledore in everybody's favourite Anyway, I mean, look, trilogy. he's incredibly good-looking. But, you know, also not cool, Jude Law. Yeah, Jude level. Law. We know you're listening and we think that thing you did is not cool. No, anyway, I enjoyed it. So that's on Netflix. Over to you. Here's something that's also British, Claire. It's called Heartstopper. Uh, mm. It stars Kit Connor and Joe Locke. Oh, this is a romance comedy. It is. Right? I'm really excited uh, to watch this. It's not really a comedy. Like, it's a little bit funny, but it's more on the romantic side. So it's a British coming. So it's a. <laughs> it's a British coming of age romance based on the webcomic and graphic novel of the same name by Alice Osman, who also wrote these eight episodes. So the synopsis is teens Charlie and Nick discover their unlikely friendship might be something more as they navigate school and young love. So uh, the lead character in it, well, there's a few leads, but the, the main person is Charlie, and he's, a recently, he's recently come out as a year 10 student at a private boys' school. 
And so in one of his classes, he's paired up with a year 11 rugby player who's named, whose name's Nick. And initially he's like, ah, oh, well, you see me as a rugby player. Oh, he's going to beat me up and whatever, all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that as a result of them sitting together, like a friendship developed, like an unlikely friendship. And, oh. and, then, and then from that, like slowly, like a, a romance develops. And they, so the, the eight episodes, they kind of, both of them navigate their feelings and their sexuality and it also deals with like gender norms and also other homophobic classmates who like see these two together and like, what are you hanging out with this guy for, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And there's like a, a trans girl who had to move schools from their schools who, who uh, gets a lot of play in this as well. So it deals with like kind of the different kind of social groups within a high school. And like all of that aside, it's just like a really nice story of two boys like falling in love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one of them already being out and one of them kind of dealing with their sexuality and like where do they kind of fit on the spectrum and, and those kinds of things. And it's not one of those situations where like they get into arguments of like, I saw you with so-and-so and now I'm mad or whatever. <laughs> they kind of avoid all of those tropes, you know yeah, what I mean? Yes. Like there are like awkward situations where like, you know, them think someone's dating someone else or whatever, but it do- never kind of blows out in that really kind of obvious way. And I think what works for me about it is the two leads, they're really kind of nice and work well together. And you Aww. kind of want, and you not kind of, you do, you want them to get together. And it's just nice seeing two nice people like fall in love. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I had to give one criticism of this show, oh, here he goes. which I guess you have to, <laughs> which I have to, it's that like the, ner- the, the, the bullies who are like the rugby team, they're like, oh, what are you up to? Oh, is that your boyfriend? Oh, and it's like, this okay. is just a pack of theatre kids you've given <laughs> fucking haircuts to. Do you know what I mean? Like that, like aside from that, because they're not, I'm like, I've seen bullies and this is not, this is not it. But, uh, but I guess, you know, private school kind of toffs, do you know what I mean, at, at the same yeah, time. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. Like it's, as I said, it's only eight episodes. It's on Netflix. It could be very much self-contained. It's, there's also room for it to, to move on. But it's like really sweet and it's really heartwarming. And I just, I just really, it was just a nice, I watched it and I'm like, that was a nice thing that I watched. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yay. I know. I've been, I've been seeing it everywhere and lots of people have been recommending it. Mm. So I'm glad you really enjoyed it because I definitely will watch it now. I'm yeah. Really it was really nice. Yeah. That. And again, I can't stress enough. Like, I mean, the writing's great, but so much of it is like those, the two leads. Yeah. Completely. They're just so nice. Like, <laughs> look at these nice boys Aww, getting along, you know? So nice. And you know what? In general, that's what I'm so excited for about this new generation of, like, young people coming up. I just think, in general, they seem much nicer and more I think so. You know, I think they have less kind of hang-ups about, like, sexuality, sexuality and, and like, if someone's gay yeah. or trans, there's not, not exclusively, because I know that's obviously not the case, but it was different than we were at school, like, totally. 20 years ago. And just ago, more you know? conscious and aware yeah. of their surroundings and their impact on others, I think. And Olivia Overall. Coleman's in it. Olivia I know, Coleman's I in saw, it. I saw. I love. She's her. not in it much, but she's in it. and She's really good. She's just. So. A, she's great. Whatever she's yeah. in, so good. I know. I saw her in. What was the last thing I saw her in? The Lost Daughter. And I love oh, yeah. that. She, I mean, that's a very grim movie. Oh yeah. But I just loved it because she depicted a really angry woman so well. Yes. And it just is a type of motherhood that you don't get to see often on screen because yeah. guys get to be that that horrible father all the time. Yeah. But women don't really get to be bad mothers on screen. Obviously there are mothers. Or oh, not bad. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Very vacant, not really there, not wanting to be there kind of mothers. Absolutely. You know? Oh, and the other thing, they're like – they're, the people who are in it, they're like 18 now, which they probably would have filmed it when they were 17, which is also adds to it because it's like, 
yeah, these are like actual teenagers as opposed yeah. to like 24-year-olds pretending to be teenagers. I think that adds a, a, like a layer to it as well oh, of, of reality, which um, which was good. Yeah, which yeah. is like what I, where I really enjoyed the Spider-Man, the, you know, the high school one. High school I'm, Spider- I'm Tom Holland. Well, he's like 25 now, but yeah. I know, but back the first <laughs> yes. one, right? He was a teenager. Yeah, he was. He was, probably, he was probably 19 yeah, when but the, that first one. Yeah, he felt yeah, much more does, like it yeah. in real t- rather than like, what was the, is it not Dawson's Creek, the other one? Tobey Maguire? No, 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 Andrew not the Garfield? Spider-Man. I'm talking about the TV The show sh- Dawson's Creek. No, the, yeah, the TV show, not Dawson's Creek. It's the one with um, Chris McCarr in it. You know, oh, uh, the um, OC. The OC, yeah. where like, everyone's like 25. It was weird because they were like, Ryan from the OC is the bad boy at high school. And the next minute he turns up, he's like, I'm Jim Gordon. I'm the boss of the <laughs> Gotham Police Department. I'm like, wait, what? What happened? <laughs> it was like two years ago you were in Dawson's yeah. Creek or whatever that show was you were in, the OC. No, the OC. I loved the OC, to be fair. Me too. But like, not teenagers. No, absolutely no, not. Definitely grown human people. But anyway. That sounds really cool. Heartstopper is on Netflix. Netflix. Excellent. All right, cool. There's some good things on Netflix. I agree. I'm into it. All right, so the next Actually, thing- I don't agree. There's a lot of crap on Netflix. <laughs> oh, there is. But I, but I know, but I really not watch much on Netflix. And then I feel like recently I've been watching two things on Netflix and you've watched a thing on Netflix. So there's a few That's little true. Yeah, like, yeah, nuggets yeah. of gold. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I have got a book to talk about today, which I'm really excited about. Oh, my God. Yay. Literacy. Literacy. So it's actually illustrated by a friend of ours, Sean Buckingham. Oh, my God. really cool. It's his first fully illustrated book, which is really exciting. Well, fully illustrated in that he's done 20 illustrations within the book. And it's a really unusual format. So the book's called The Way of the Dog by Zana Freylon. Mm. And it's actually a book written in prose from the perspective of a dog. So I know you hate poetry, but you do love dogs. Well, you did until we got a second dog. And now I hate dogs. You've destroyed my love of dogs. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, but it's all written from the perspective of the dog, which I think is really, really cool. And Sean has done a beautiful job of illustrating Scrafferty. So I'll just uh, give yeah, you yeah, a yeah. little synopsis. So Scrafferty is born into the harsh gray world of a puppy farm. <gasps> Yeah, so it's quite a sad story, actually. Taken from his mama and locked in a concrete cage, what he yearns for most is family. To belong is the way of dog. But no one wants him. But just as his chances of adoption grow dangerously thin, Scrafferty is set free by a boy as unwanted and lonely as he is. Outside, Scrafferty learns all about the way of dog. It is to run, to dig, to howl, and biggest of all, to love. But when tragedy strikes, Scrafferty is suddenly all alone. How does a dog find his way home when he never had one to begin with? Mm. So the way of dog came to Zana when she was investigating how to train her own dog to become an assistance dog for her daughter. My daughter has Tourette's syndrome and as part of this, she will sometimes have what are known as tick fits. We noticed that our dog would go to our daughter before she would start fitting, before there was any outward sign. And the dog would lay her head on her daughter's lap to calm her, says Zana. 
Later, I was reading a book that talked about the way dogs see the world and how to use that knowledge to train them. And I happened upon a documentary about prisoners being used to train assistance dogs. These dogs had been rescued from the pound and the beauty and cyclical nature of the training program was astounding. Halfway through the doco, Scrafferty leapt into my head and refused to budge. It didn't matter that I was knee-deep in a manuscript already. I couldn't get Scrafferty out of my head and suddenly verse fit. Why should dogs talk like people? Dogs have their own rhythm and time. Yeah. Yeah, it's really That's an interesting cool. perspective, you know, because, yeah, because the, uh, there's that thing of like if an animal really could speak English, like the frames of reference would be so like different. Completely different. It would, just, it would not be a conversation. It would be bizarre. Yeah, yeah. totally. I mean, in the book, she, the dog Scruffity calls people shoe legs, stuff <laughs> like that. So it's like very much from this dog's perspective and the rhythm and pacing is yeah. so interesting. And she found a lot of interesting facts. I went to the book launch and Sean just nailed this Gorgeous illustration, amazing graffiti on yeah. the front cover. He um, based it. I on didn't their think he could do dog. it, and I told him that. I said, <laughs> "I don't think you're up for this." Oh no! He spent so so much time on the illustrations, and you can really tell yeah. they're absolutely stunning and heartbreaking as well. And there's something about thinking about a dog and the way that a dog affects us as humans. And I I was listening to Zana talk about how. She learned through her research that dogs actually domesticated us, not, not yes, us domesticated dogs. to get dogs. close to the fire or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. taught us how to be a good companion, which I find really, really interesting as well. And their way of being in the world through scent and smell when you actually really watch a dog and the way they move, it's so interesting just yeah. to see where they stop and why they stop and the communication that happens, it's all completely nonverbal. And I know for our dog when I was pregnant and had contractions mm. or when anyone is feeling really upset in the house, our dogs will come to you. Yeah. And sometimes you think this is so annoying. I'm actually like feeling really upset now. Go away. <laughs> but they're actually there because they can sense something isn't right with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think is a beautiful thing to remember. Anyway, so it's called The Way of Dog, not mm-hmm. The Way of the Dog, The yep. Way of Dog. Um, and I really recommend it. It's kind of probably for kids around, I don't know, eight to nine-ish, yeah. something Yeah, something you like probably that. want to read with them as well too. Yeah, yeah and mm. if you've got a dog lover, like an adult dog lover in your life, they would just think, this is a gorgeous gift yeah. as well. So. Unless they're like me yeah. where they're given too many dogs <laughs> and they no longer enjoy dogs. I know. It's all right. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> no, they're good dogs. We've got two good dogs. Mm. Fantastic. Two, two good dogs. All right. Uh, as always, I think Collins links everything below. I, I think he does. does. So, yeah, if you want to check that out. Correct. Uh, I watched a show, which I didn't think I would ever watch, called Bel Air. Which oh my is a, uh, a reimagine of the beloved sitcom The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air set in modern-day America through a new di- dramatic take on Will, uh, Will Smith's complicated journey from the streets of West Philadelphia uh, to the gated mansions of Bel-Air. So the reason I watched this is because there's a great YouTuber I've talked about before called FD Signifier who talks about a lot of the systemic issues of black culture in America. And he has a background in education. He's worked with kids and now he like deals exclusively, well, not exclusively, I'm sure he does a bunch of things because he's got his own family, of like what it means to be a man within that community, like the different people who are held up to a particular standards. He, d- he does a fascinating two-part series on Obama on, and the Obama presidency and what that meant and what that actually meant means when you like look at what he actually did and 
Maybe not great, maybe not great stuff. You know what I mean? So anyway, he recommended this off the back of the, the Will Smith incident we talked about of the show oh. because some of the show, but not all of it, uh, the original show at least, reflects Will Smith, but it's also m- more about like the creator of that show and, and his experiences mm-hmm. growing up. So what they've done here, as mentioned, it's a it's a retelling, so it's not a comedy. So I thought like I'm not watching a reboot of Fresh Prince, you know. Yeah. But I think that's one of its greatest strengths is it that it is a completely different take on what is essentially the same story. So it's got Jabari Banks as Will Smith. It's got Ole uh, Shoto Tan as Carlton Banks. It's got Coco Jones as Hillary Banks. And what it does, I feel, it adds uh, some depth to some of the characters that maybe aren't fleshed out enough. For example, Hillary Banks is kind of like this, you know, this kind of airhead kind of socialite character. They change that around where she is an upcoming influencer and what that means in terms of uh, how much you put yourself out there, you know what I mean, people trying to exploit you, what gets clicks and what doesn't. You know, she's not kind of like, oh, I just I love boys and I love dresses or whatever. It's They've really, like, fleshed out all of the characters. Even, like, Jeffrey the butler is, like, a fully f- fleshed out kind of – he's, like, this kind of English dude who's clearly got, like – He's done some shady stuff and continues to do some shady stuff for the family to kind of keep things kind of running. It also, like, it takes characters like Carlton, who's kind of like a clown, not always, but in the original series, and it changes that almost completely where he's the one kind of, he's the cool guy at school and he's doing lacrosse, you know what I mean, and everybody looks up to him, whereas when the Will Smith character comes in, all of that is thrown out of balance because, you know, he's no longer seen a certain way. Do you know what I mean? Uh, okay, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it also kind of gets into the bank's parents' relationship, which is really interesting because he, at the start of the series, is running for governor and she was an artist who that she, and she gave it up uh, for his career and when she had kids. So basically she's trying to kind of move back into that field and how does that conflict with his goals also. So they're not like – it's not – like it's not a perfect relationship and you see them kind of battle through their different ideals. And also because there's there's like the public eye on them, then that changes kind of the, you know, how they need to present themselves. Mm. And, and, but also it tells, as I mentioned, it tells the story. So you see at the start, Will Smith in Philadelphia and he gets into the basketball match and then there's the fight and the reasons why he has to move in the first place. And they kind of ground a lot of that in reality and what that really means and how he got arrested and his uncle bailed him out. But under different circumstances, he would have been in jail for, for what he did, you know? Mm. So it's, 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 I was really surprised. Like I thought again, like I'm not, yeah, this is why would I watch this? But I just thought it was like really complex in the way the original show couldn't really be. Not that it's a bad show because it's obviously not. It was really influential and it's a great show. Yeah. But I, I just, I, yeah, I think if you, if you kind of like, eh, this is not really something I'd be interested in. I think it might just surprise you. So interesting, is it? Yeah. Sometimes I see reboot and I think, uh, yeah, you know, I'll just I th- or I think reimagining. It w- I think if but... it was a comedy, then I know I don't think it would work. You know. Yeah. I think. Um. I also think everybody's so good in it, and like. Yeah. I mean, not just in particular, but if you look at the the Will Smith's character, he's so great as as kind of a different interpretation of Will Smith. And Carlton in particular, he's kind of this, yeah, like he's like a kind of like a preppy kind of lacrosse kind of guy, but he also has like a like a pill addiction. It's yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's okay, good. I'm actually going to watch that now. Now that you've what said is it that. on Stan? Maybe I can't remember. Yeah, I've Amazon? been seeing you watching know. it and thinking, oh, that's interesting. I don't know because yeah. I remember watching the Will Smith. 
You know the Prince of Bel-Air uh, kind of reunion yeah. show? And I found that so interesting and moving. And because you're right, at that time a, mo- a show like that probably wouldn't have got mainstream viewing, right? Yeah. But as a comedy, Bel-Air really crossed over. Mm. And I think that's so exciting. So cool. Great. All right. Really good. Yeah. I'm going to give it a go. Check that it out. sounds awesome. Mm. Cool. I just, yeah, it's funny, isn't it, how that whole Will Smith thing was so huge and then. And that's the only reason I started things. watching it because yeah. it's. Because, uh, again, this FD signifier YouTuber, he talks about his relationship with his father and how and the pressures that he puts upon himself and all these kinds of things and basically everything that kind of led up to that moment, yeah. you know. Yeah, and so that's how I kind of, that's how it started. That's how I, yes. yeah. so interesting, isn't yeah. it? Anyways, Claire, it's trailer reaction time. Oh, God. As all I know, right. as it often is. Now, this one you're going to love because I know you're <laughs> a big fan of the original and I know you're a big fan of 3D. I hate 3D. You are going to watch Avatar, The Way of Water, the official trailer. Yes, it's only. No, you don't. It's only a minute 40. Uh, You're going to watch it and then we're going to come back and talk about it. Yes, Claire. You're old and you can't handle 3D anymore. All right, The Way of Water, The Way of Snorter. (laughs) I meant snoring. That wasn't funny. Collins, delete that joke. Wasn't a good one. Ah, people, it looks like a video game. No, Claire, it's real. Why are they skipping? Okay, I kind of actually really love this. <laughs> I know that you didn't like Avatar, but I, it's kind of beautiful it's world. Not, it's not that I don't like it. It's a beautiful world. I just kind of didn't love the story, but it's an amazing like world building. It's a, it just looks beautiful, right? Mm. Oh, blue waters with people. Su- oh, she looks very happy to see some fishies. Oh, I hate this part, though. This is like the military bit. This is not. This is not anything. Why are they holding weapons? Oh no, there's a war. <laughs> oh no, she's riding a some kind of dra- water dragon. All right, he's holding hands with a whale. All right, I know you want me to hate this, but I no, love that. No, uh, that's not why I show these. <laughs> I want your general, your gen, your I honest opinion. That. I thought beautiful. But don't you also hate. Well, uh, movies that recreate the environment. So is it because it's an alien planet you're okay yes. with? Because you look yes. at like the Lion King, which yes. also I did not like. No, I where they're like recreating nature. Yes, you're like just go outside. That's exactly right. But this, I don't know why I don't hate that. I feel like I should hate it. You know why? Because you're right. It's an alien planet. Yeah. But I think the reason I do love it is because it's the uh, the theme of Avatar, which I know is really corny, but I also think is really important, is that idea of our connection to the land and the earth. And because it's an alien kind of planet, yeah. we can look at that theme, like Fern Gully, which I also bloody loved, and that it's that commentary, right, about – and yeah. I think because it's removed – it then makes you think about our own planet. Exactly. And the beauty of our own planet but because you're removed from it. Yeah. It helps for some reason. I think it's a bit like you can't have too realistic-looking CGI people because it just doesn't work. It's the uncanny valley, yeah. Yeah, but because it's, like, removed, it, it makes you look at things differently. I don't know. I liked that. Good. <laughs> Did you want me to hate no, it? No, not at all. Like, this is never right. to, like, get you to, like, well, it's just I want your genuine reaction to things. All like, right. If people enjoy this segment where I spring a trailer on Claire every week and she has to watch <laughs> it and talk about it, please let us know. Uh, all that right. Would be great. I feel like... I didn't have any – do you know why? Because I got totes of mosh. They got me. A family is a fortress. Green eyes staring at each other. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Hold hands of the whale. Yes, hold hands of the whale. Thank God. 
We're finally Thank there. God. Wow. I know. And also because the juxtaposition of like the horrible military bullshit and I'm so sick of all of that. Can we just throw all of that in the into space? Into the ocean. I, I just agree. had this idea in the middle of the night and don't get me wrong, but I do think I'm a genius. All right, I've cracked it. I've cracked out all our problems. Oh, I can't wait we for this. We just have to put all of the guns, explosive, nuclear weapons, all of the pollution, the entire Great Pacific Garbage Patch into a giant cannon yep. and shoot it into space. And what happens if it and, doesn't? And all make the it to human space? beings just have to get all the rubbish and put them in one place, and then we'll shoot it into the sky okay. in a black hole. I mean, and then our planet will be fine. Yeah, great. You know, there's not a black hole near Earth, uh, but yeah, I know. But you shoot it far enough, they can do things. Bloody get Elon Musk on it. You can get some kind of penal shaped. Spaceship? Can we get someone good on it as opposed to Elon Musk? Yeah, but we need we need him distracted. He's got Twitter now. You know? I don't want to get into it. Anyway, all I'm saying is that's what we need to do. It's not feasible because if it does, if say that rocket exploded. I hate I, I refuse to hear any rebuttals no, on how excellent my plan is. There's no profit is. in it, so the people wouldn't do it. Anyways, do you know what there is profit in? This podcast, if it continues to grow from its five-star <laughs> reviews, which you can actually do in app. Thank you. This is from Suggestive Pineapple. Can you believe oh, this review? This what a re- sexy name, I Suggestive agree. Pineapple. Hi, I'm the Spucky Pineapple. The ti- this one's directed uh, to you specifically more than me. It's, actually. It's titled Rage Machine. I don't know. Having sex with a pineapple would be very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's the least sexable fruit, I feel. It's very spiky. Uh, anyway, Suggestive Pineapple says, has anyone else noticed that Claire has had more raging outbursts since doing this podcast <laughs> with James? <laughs> Anyway, five stars. It's interesting. Something to think about. Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost like a woman's on the edge. Mm, It is. She's on the edge. She's about to. At least she has great ideas, like putting all the fruit (laughs) into space or whatever you were talking about before. All the suggestible, suggestive pineapples. Mm. Do we have any uh, uh, any um, uh, email this week? Correct, we do. Wow. Excellent. Here we go. Okay, so this is from a lovely listener who would prefer to remain anonymous, which I think. Good. Excellent. Is it Mason? <laughs> I'm not telling. No, it's mm. definitely not Mason. It's a wonderful listener though. Dear Claire and James, who is there also, I have an what? important message of thanks for you two. I've listened to the pod for a few years now and emailed previously about trivial pop culture things, but this time I have something important to say. Whether or not this is on the pod, I think I need to say it. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for talking openly, sincerely and earnestly about checking in and getting consent. Mm. I recently re-entered the dating pool after a very long-term relationship. Me too. And things... <laughs> Sorry, God. Oh, good to know. I was wondering why you had all those apps. That's why I've been out, yeah. <laughs> you do it? Yeah, okay. And things have certainly changed. I was a bit terrified about how to broach the subject of making a move with a new person in a way that takes account the recent news revelations about consent, what it means and how the concept has been manipulated and misunderstood. Your mm. frank and honest discussions on Suggestible about just asking and checking in made me nervous at first. I thought, how awkward that must be. But I knew you were spot on. And when the time came, I just asked. It was easy and utterly worth it and everything worked out. In fact, if I didn't have your thoughts on the matter to think about it, a lovely woman might not know that I had strong feelings about her. Oh, nice. I know. I thought that was really cool. So I want to thank you as sincerely as one person can thank another for helping to normalize a modern, healthy, positive approach to navigating intimate situations in a way that actively counters problematic behavior and for helping me personally because you have and you're bloody legends for it. Thanks. 
Very sincerely anonymous. Wow, thank you so much. That is, uh, that's wonderful. And I'm I just, know, yeah. right? And I'd forgotten we talked about this because I don't remember things. I forget everything. It's so true, right? Because I think there's this fear that it won't kind of be, it'll break the mood or something. Yeah. And in actuality, just being like asking and yeah. checking in every step of the way because you want real affirmative consent. Also, it's, awesome. way, it's way less embarrassing to yeah. ask and then get rejected. And to move in and get rejected. It totally Think is. about how embarrassing that would be. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. And it can actually be like a really fun and cool thing to do as well and a really sweet thing mm. to do too, I think. And, the, and, and not just do it at the beginning but keep checking in. Yeah. I reckon is the other part of it. And it just means everyone feels safe and has a good time. Right? That I agree. communication stuff. So important because otherwise you're just guessing and hoping and you know when wishing, the whole thing wishing and hoping and waiting and, and when the whole thing's over, if you haven't checked in and asked, yep, then you have no idea. I think it's whether a, it went well. I or think not. it's a continuous process of like checking in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean through like your entire relationship. Completely, you know? yeah. I mm. completely agree with that as well. I think you're right. It's not just a matter of like at the very start checking in once mm. and being like, "Cool, she's on board. Cool. Excellent." And it goes both ways as well, right? Oh, no, like of course. Actually yeah, asking and talking I want about to the clarify stuff. clarify that. Yeah, yeah as hard yeah. as it is and has, as awkward as it can be, it's absolutely the right thing to do. Thank you so much because that takes a lot of courage to write in and say that too. I agree. So I think you Thank will you, Mason. Some really people. appreciate it. <laughs> Poor Mason. Poor it's not Mason. Mason. But I'm sure, anyway, I don't know. It's definitely not Mason. <laughs> but maybe it is. Maybe no, it is. It's not. Anyway. Thank you so much, listeners. And if you too would like to write in with a suggestible for the show or a comment, please email suggestiblepod at gmail.com. Yeah. That's it. Thank you as always to Raw Collings for editing this week's episode. Oh Apologies God. for missing last week. I will never Been a little miss one able. Again. We've just had really not had some yeah, good Yeah, we missed two recently, which wasn't things. the plan. But no, yeah. but I will say this. I have been discovering more things about the effects of COVID and all of the stuff. Yes. And I just think we all need to give ourselves some buffer room and some extra rest. But we also know that Claire's specifically talking about herself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just talking about everyone in general. Do you know how many people I say this to and they literally look at me like I've said something revelatory? About resting more? Yeah, you're a real Jordan Peterson. He's my <laughs> I'm hero. A genius. I'm a genius. I've had two genius ideas. <laughs> you have? I have. Wow, we better get out of here before you solve all of the world's problems. <laughs> Save something for next I know, week. And you start, you know, I don't know, pinning love hearts to your poster of Jordan Peterson that you have that's to your bed. I'm a big fan. Along with your a piece of steak because, you know, that's his favourite thing. That's his favourite thing. What a strange man. The dragon of chaos. Anyway, let's get out of here. Okay, bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.